Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside Purple and Gold. Back on the Inside Purple and Gold podcast, our last segment here with Chad Graff, Odyssey's new Vikings podcast. We're going to have more and more content previewing the season a little bit more on Tuesday. Dane and I will get into what should qualify as a good season for Kirk Cousins, for Kevin O'Connell, for the Vikings as a whole. Um, Thursday, we will just flat out, it's time. We're going to break down that Packers matchup. I can't believe we're to that point. Um, if you want to catch all the Inside Purple and Gold Vikings analysis, uh, Follow, subscribe, make sure that these podcasts are automatically showing up on your phone, on your favorite podcast platform. Chad, you've mentioned like Kevin O'Connell and how you've been impressed with him. I think like you've noted, the optimism for the Vikings and maybe the plan is that they can just coach way better this year Uh, and that it's a very similar roster. But if coached properly, um, maybe maybe it's a true contender in the NFL. To get to that, I do think we have to look back on Mike Zimmer and you know, like the last last year was a failure for this group. I don't think there's any way around it. How much of that failure, what percentage of it do you place on Mike Zimmer's shoulders? And I guess with that in mind, then is it as simple as, well, if we just swap out for somebody who we think can coach this group better, that solves it. Um, I don't know. What is the percentage big enough in your mind for that to be the case? I, I don't think it is because I think two things can be true. Mike Zimmer needed to get fired. They needed to change things had passed him by and it was time. He deserved some blame. He was not getting the most out of the roster. He needed to go at the same time. It can also be true that he's not the sole reason the Vikings missed the playoffs or haven't been as successful as they hoped. Like the roster, as we mentioned is not a top 10 roster, at least in my opinion. So um, Rick Spielman deserves some of the blame. The draft classes have been, somewhere between average and well below average. Uh, Suddenly you put a new set of eyes on it this year and a ton of those guys that Rick Spielman traded down to get a year ago are gone because um, they just weren't very good. And it it wasn't even their set of eyes. The Vikings' own coaching staff didn't play them last year because they weren't very good. I I know it always feels weird to kind of toot the media's horn, but (laughs) several of us wrote, over and over, like, hey, Wyatt Davis is not in this competition. Chas Surratt is not even factoring into this. Like, it, it was obvious even to our bland, boring, untrained eye, those guys weren't very good. Um, so Mike Zimmer deserves some of the blame. I think on the pie chart, and maybe he's around 35 40% of it, okay. the roster construction being um, a, a chunk of it too, and then some – Players probably are in there as well. Some of the culture, maybe that falls into Spielman and Zimmer. But um, I think that 
not having Zimmer and having a better coach and having a better culture is a net positive. I just don't think it's enough to tinker with the roster, have better coaching and expect that is going to have you competing with the Packers. Okay. Fill in the blank here. The Vikings can have a top blank offense this season. I am maybe going to regret this after everything I've said, I'm incredibly (laughs) bullish on the Vikings offense and maybe it helps that I haven't seen them in practice. I was catching up with Matthew Collar, another Vikings writer yesterday and I said, like, am I crazy? I think they're going to be really good. And I said, well, at practice yesterday, Kirk Cousins threw three interceptions and threw the ball in a little tantrum because he was so frustrated with what was going on. And I guess it does help when you remove yourself from the situation and you just yes. think Sean McVay's offense, what Cooper Cup did last year, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen in the red zone, Irv Smith being healthy, Christian Derrissaw maybe taking another step, finally having good offensive tackles, like, oh my God, they're going to be great. And that is kind of where I'm at. But then I think it definitely helps when you're not watching some of the issues or struggles. And perhaps it's not as easy to say, hey, just put Kirk Cousins in this other offense and he's going to fix all of the things that have plagued him. So I am very bullish on it. I think they're going to be, number three is probably the absolute ceiling. I think Yeah, more that's what I was looking for. Absolute ceiling. They'll finish, I don't know, eighth or something. Um, which would be a big improvement, which would be a notable big improvement. And yet I say all of that while adding the caveat of I haven't been watching them. And it's easy to say that uh, when you're not watching the team. I I think it's important almost to get the outside view though, because like when Dane and I talked about the roster here, we talk ourselves in circles and I get to the point where I think it's like the 25th best roster where when you look at it from the outside, it's not that Um, it's, it is better than that. And you do kind of need to maintain that macro view of understanding that every other NFL team has their own issues as well. Okay. Same question. It does. You can answer as short or long as whatever the Vikings can have a top blank defense this year. Or how about this? The Vikings can have, will have a bottom blank defense this year. (laughs) So this is where I think it's super volatile and probably will tell the story of the season where on the one hand, defense is just naturally volatile. It's hard to have a good defense over and over. Right, it's hard to have a really bad defense over and over. It changes. Um, it, it's just not a very consistent um, way to view how good a team is going to be. And so maybe because of that, they can surprise me and get all the way uh, by switching to this new scheme that everybody likes by hopefully taking away the deep ball in this um, Vic Fangio style defense that essentially says like, go ahead, run the ball on us. If you want three and a half, four yards of carry, like we'll give it to you. We're going to bet that you're not going to be able to string together 15 play drives over and over. You're going to make a mistake somewhere along the way, have a holding penalty that sets you back, fumble, throw an interception. Like we're going to dare you to beat us in five yard chunks. We're going to give you nothing deep. I think that system's very good. And maybe if Daniil Hunter stays healthy and Zadarius Smith stays healthy, which are two big asks and they perform as they did pre-injury, you could get all the way up to 10, 11, 12, but I think more likely they're probably around 20. I, I mean, I haven't seen the secondary, but man, that group of corners really scares me. Yeah, I'm decently high on Cam Dantzler. I just think Patrick Peterson, the 30s are not kind to um, 
any of us really yeah, right as as you learn if you have a couple of drinks at night and try to pop back up the next morning it's Man, not great it's rough. not it's not great it's especially rough on cornerbacks trying to keep up with um you know a a speed movement that's going around the nfl right now like that has me worried rookies as the depth behind them has me worried so it's that cornerback group that really scares me and think they'll probably more likely finish around 20, 21, 22 in the league. Nothing like having two glasses of wine and the next morning waking up and feeling like you are almost like slightly hungover. Yeah. <laughs> Am I sick? What's yeah, wrong with me? Um, okay. This is just one number. You just, just a rapid fire here. How many years of good football do these players have left? Four of them. Adam Thielen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Oh God, we're starting with a tough one. Good. They're all tough in their own way. Good. So I'll define good as, I don't know how I'll define it, but Adam Thielen, I'll say two. Okay. Harrison Smith. Two. Patrick Peterson. A half. Dalvin Cook. Ooh. Good for him has got to mean like top 10, 12 running back. Yeah, one and a half. Okay. That's a tough that, one. That's it, a really it, hard one. The key players, not only are they not at super valuable positions, now Thielen, obviously that is, and Peterson that is, but they're also aging out, uh, which mm-hmm. is an interesting part of this team. Like we're still waiting for other people to step in and that hasn't quite happened yet. Um, and the depth that, again, that makes it all very concerning. Okay. That Harrison Smith contract still blows me away it, that they gave him all that money. It was basically like a thanks for all your service here. Yes, um, yes. The definition of paying for prior success and not future abilities. Rick Spielman probably thought this might be my last extension I really get to hand out. I'm going <laughs> to hand it out to a guy who's done me right over the years. <laughs> When Harrison Smith is an executive one day, he'll get me a consulting job. This That's is, right. This yeah. is how I'll stay relevant for a while. <laughs> All right. Um, let's do some kind of Patriots versus Vikings here. Mac Jones versus Kirk Cousins. Who would you rather have over the next three years? Mac Jones. Vikings win total in 2022 or the Patriots win total in 2022? Vikings. What's the number? 10. And I think the Patriots are at nine. Okay. So very so comparable, close. which, which is comparable. fair. Um, the Patriots have, I was looking at the schedule the other day. They have a, such an easy stretch where they go like Lions, Bears, Browns without Watson, Jets twice. Oh, and wow. like, I think they're going to put to last year. Everybody was blown away. Like this team's won seven straight. Belichick's got the magic still. It's like, yeah, they beat up on bad teams. And I think they'll probably do that. If they're going to have this stretch like right before Thanksgiving, before they come to Minnesota, when everybody's like, oh my God, Bill Belichick's incredible. Look at what he's doing. And then it's like, yeah. I mean, they had three interceptions against Zach Wilson. He's terrible. <laughs> I do like how you're like, well, they have such an easy schedule. And the first two teams you list are NFC North. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. 
like, oh, wow, yeah, that is pretty easy. The Vikings, yeah, they probably should have a pretty good year as well. Imagine getting to play the Lions twice. Like, what a luxury. And that means they get to play the Jets as well, you know. Um, Yeah, so I I think you're about right. And that Thanksgiving swing game where we get to bring you back home, that might, frankly, determine who has more wins this year. Uh, And then last one. Here's what we'll go off on. Patriots fans on Twitter slash your article comments versus Vikings fans on Twitter slash your article comments. Who is whose do you more enjoy reading? This is a landslide. And maybe just because of a small sample size, I'll take the Vikings fans in a landslide. It is still insane to me, and this is going to take a lot of getting used to, to hear Patriots fans kind of frankly bitch and moan because their team is average when they've won (laughs) six Super Bowls in the last two decades. And it's like, cancel the season. The offense stinks. Why are we even watching? It's like, this is what, (laughs) this is what most fan bases deal with like their whole lives. (laughs) I I know it's kind of crazy for you Patriots fans to, um, I guess, realize that this is what the rest of the league deals with. And this is, kind of the ability that they watch and the kind of football that they watch every Sunday. But boy, it has been rough in the comments uh, for people who are not really used to the Patriots being kind of a wild card team. Yeah, to to act that way, I know granted two years ago is pretty rough, but after coming off a wild card year with a rookie quarterback, you'd think like you'd feel very optimistic about your team <laughs> right. at that point. I mean, I know all the reports haven't been positive and camp maybe hasn't been great, but still like I would, think optimism would still reign but not yeah. when the only thing to be optimistic about is super bowl chances like that's yeah that's a different beast when everything is weighed against the super bowl a lot of seasons are just gonna you know kind of not feel that great I, I can't i can't imagine like watching the preseason watching mac jones and be like this guy is no tom brady <laughs> yeah that's the <laughs> other thing like poor mac jones the bar could not be higher the bar is the literal best quarterback of all time and uh, it's like, God, Brady wouldn't have done that. Brady would have inspired his offensive line to block that guy who just came free and forced the strip sack. Um, so we'll, it, it is crazy that, you know, we talk about taking a step back, looking at it from the macro. The Patriots have what looks like a franchise quarterback on a rookie deal for the next four years. It, that, that's the dream scenario. That's in how the you NFL. build Super Bowl that's teams. That's what yep. you build around. And yet it just doesn't feel like that because the rest of the roster isn't quite there. Next year, they're going to have among the most cap in the NFL. Like, I don't think it's going to take that long for the Patriots to, if they make the right decisions, get back to competing for conference championships. But that's the whole reason you draft rookies. That's the reason you go back to that well, even if you end up with Sam Darnold sometimes. Like, it, it's worth that shot because when you do find the guy, it makes the rest of it so easy. Yeah, when you can get a Mac Jones, and this is why Vikings fans look at the rookie quarterbacks thing as well. When you can get a Mac Jones, it frees up the money to get yourself a Nelson Aguilar, a Hunter Henry, <laughs> a Jonu Smith. You can go pay for those guys. No, but yeah. you're right. If you if you do it right, it's supposed to work. Uh, the Patriots maybe haven't done it right just yet. Uh, they got the quarterback. They missed every other part of the equation. <laughs> Last thing before I let you go, because you know people have followed you and you've been here for so long. How is everything going? How is the East Coast life? Do you regret leaving us yet? Well, uh, at times, yes, for sure. Um, Especially when I'm reading the comments and people are a little more blunt and perhaps not quite as nice or don't give you the benefit of the doubt of why you wrote something that you did. Um, It's been a good adjustment, though. We are 
uh, not quite settled in yet. The boxes are still with the moving company. And so we're, you know, we'll feel better, I think, in a couple of months. And by the time we come back for Thanksgiving and get to see old friends and all of that. Um, but so far, so good. We're living with parents, which is um, a nice luxury, especially with the baby. But come three weeks from now, when it's time to close on the house, I think we'll be very ready to uh, grab those keys and sprint straight over there and open the door and kind of get settled. Well, best of luck with that, Chad. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Hopefully the Patriots fans, you know, don't beat up on you too much this season. We really appreciate you hopping on for the pod. Hopefully Vikings fans enjoyed it as well. Uh, for Inside Purple and Gold, Jace Frederick joined by Chad Graff. We will meet you back up with Dane on Tuesday. Um, thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.